anxious tonight. Uh, we live in a, a, a world that's just feels like it's falling apart. Uh, seems like families falling apart. Seem like relationships falling apart. Seem like there's nothing in this world but crazy folk. Just, you know, me and you, the only sane folk in the world anymore. Uh, we've all said that, hadn't we? We've all said that. And, and we were talking, Wendell and Roger and I were talking just the other day around here and talking about everything's just crazy. Crazy. God has everything under control. He really does. But if we're not careful, we get caught up in all the stuff that we forget that. And we start letting anxiety take hold. And anxiety is something that will grow. And if we're not careful, it will just take control of our life. There's trouble everywhere around. We, we, uh, I, I tell you, you just... you. You, you look at the news every morning when you get up knowing that something bad's happened somewhere. Something terrible has happened. Anxiety is the what-ifs in life. We know God has everything under control, but the, the anxiety is the what-if this were to happen. What if, you know, what if you don't get that bonus, Christmas bonus this year? You know, you're planning it to buy this. You already got it spent before you get it, you know, all these bonuses. Uh, uh, what if, what if a, a plant closes where you work? What if you lose your job? What if, you know, you that are parents, what if I can't afford the kids' braces? You know, our parents couldn't afford them. What if I can't? What if the health insurance keeps going up? You know, then we get on these health things. You know, what if I get cancer? What's going to happen to my family if this happens or if that happens? And then we, we, we wonder, you know, we all wonder about our kids sometimes. We think they're crazy, you know. We wonder, our kids, we, we worry about them. We have a lot of anxiety in life about a lot of things, and it's all about the what-ifs. It's not about the reality, as, as Brother Caleb preached to us last week, about the Word, the truth of the Word, and what the Word does. It's the what-ifs. What if, you know, uh, what if you don't have enough retirement money? What if? There's just what ifs about everything that we, we start having fear before we even have a reason to have fear. That's anxiety. What if on everything we, we see that anxiety will take our sleep away, it'll, it, it will uh, take our energy. Anxiety and fear are cousins, but they're not twins. Think about it. There's a difference between the two. Fear sees a threat. And anxiety imagines one. Did you get that? Fear sees a threat, but anxiety will imagine one. 
you, any given time we can begin to set if we're not careful and we dwell on the, the things the enemy will put thoughts in our mind and we'll start dwelling on the things that are going on and the things that are happening in our family, in our home, in their jobs and, and all about. And we'll find ourselves imagining things that usually never have. Most of the things we fear over and have fret over never happen. It never happens. Psalms 37 and 8, the psalmist told us, says, Do not fret. It only causes harm. Do not fret. We're a world of fretters. We all know people that struggle with anxiety. We know people that, that have those difficulties and those problems. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, it's reached epidemic proportions in the United States. Mental health has become a big problem, and most of it's because of anxiety issues. Most of it's because of things that have never happened and probably won't happen, but it plays upon our mind. And the Bible constantly talks about the battle that goes on in our life is in our mind. If we can win that battle of our mind, we have victory in our lives. But it's reached epidemic proportions. Fifty million Americans feel the effect. Anxiety disorders in the United States are the number one mental health problem. It's the number one mental health problem among women. And second only to alcohol and drug abuse among men. People aren't crazy. I'm just telling you, anxiety has taken over their life. We blame it on a lot of things, but it affects each and every one of us. It affects our lives. It affects our homes. It affects our marriages. It affects our, our energy. It affects our, our work. It affects every portion of our life. The United States is the, the now the most anxious nation in the world. How can that be? We have everything. We have the best health care, we, we have uh, the most money, we have everything we, we need, but the United States is the number one, number one anxious nation. Third world nations does not have the issues that we have with anxiety. That's odd, isn't it? That's odd. Stress-related ailments cost the nation $300 billion a year in medical bills. $300 billion. Anxiety. Medication like Xanax and, and, and uh, Valium costs more than $2.1 billion a year is spent on that medication. We're in a society that's in trouble because of we're anxious, because of anxiety. Max Licato's book says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. People of this generation are three times more likely to experience depression than any past generation, this generation. How can it be? How in the world can it be? Our cars are safer. <laughs> Our food and water supply is regulated to where it's safer. 
If worry was an Olympic event, we'd all win gold medals. Anxiety. What is the cause of anxiety? They say that the cause of anxiety mainly is change. We live in a society that changes so quickly and so fast. You think about it. Our, our parents, they probably worried a lot more than we thought they did, but they didn't seem like it. You know, you think of what technology has done to change our lives and to, to change society today. Uh, we're living in a world that, that, that technology, we know more about what's going around the world as it happens than any other generation or society. You think about your, your parents and your grandparents. A lot of times, most of them, a lot of them didn't know when the war ended until a week later when they'd get the weekly paper or radio broadcast. Something can happen in less than, than five minutes when the shooting happened at, at just, what was it, yesterday at, in, in California. Was it California? We've had so many, it's hard to remember where. But within five minutes, we knew exactly what had gone on. What did happen when you found that out? Oh, my Lord, another shooting. Something else happened. What happened? Our blood pressure went up. Anxiety took hold. Things started happening in our mind. Things are moving faster than they ever have before. Our, our, our parents, they, they were, uh, worked from daylight to, to dark is how their system worked. And what happened was that when, when night got in, their system began to shut down because it was night. It was time to rest. It was time to, 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 to get things back in order. But what happens with us in our society today and this generation? When the sun goes down, the lights come on. The computer goes on. The TV and cable goes on. We never disconnect with anything. You know, one of the great things, when I was growing up as a kid, they had to watch 6 o'clock news and then watch it again at 10 just to see what's going on in the world. No longer is that it. It gets dark. We turn on our TVs. Uh, most of us and, and uh, will leave our cell phones on day and night. And if we will check our phone, if we wake up any time during the night to see if we got a text, That's our society. We never disconnect. We never disconnect. So the problems go on. There's, there's nothing. You know, we, we watch the news and we hear all the catastrophes that are going on around the world, so we find ourselves falling asleep with murder and catastrophes on our mind. And it plays. Anxiety plays upon us. Philippians 4 and 6, when we hear what Paul was talking about, we think, well, Paul was completely out of touch because Paul said, be anxious for nothing. What did you say, Paul? Who were you talking to? You lived in a different world. <laughs> be anxious for nothing. He wasn't saying be anxious some of the time or be anxious on the weekends or, or, or be anxious... Uh, uh, Paul doesn't doesn't give you any leadway on any of. It. He just said, "Be anxious for nothing, for nothing." Now that I've got you all depressed, 
I'll tell you, anxiety is not a sin. That makes you feel a little better, doesn't it? Anxiety is not a sin, it's an emotion. Anxiety is an emotion, and we can control much of our emotions. So anxiety is not a sin. But anxiety can lead to sinful behavior if we don't get it in check and keep it in check. Anxiety, we find ourselves, we'll numb our fears with alcohol or drugs or food. That's when we start becoming, it falls into sin. When we abandon, we, we see that, that, that when it becomes a sin is when we abandon our spouse or we neglect our kids because of anxiety. That's when it becomes a sin. But anxiety in itself is just an emotion. Luke 21 and 34 tells us, Be careful or your hearts will, weigh, will be weighed down with the anxieties of life. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with the anxieties of life. Philippians probably... I was reading an article the other day, said Philippians, the fourth chapter, and... and, and that whole chapter is the most highlighted scripture in the Bible. Philippians 4, 4 through 8 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What a great passage of Scripture. In these verses here, we see that there's four things that lead to the promise of, of the peace of God. In verse 7, he said, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind. I want to tell you, I'm serving a God that cares about us. I'm serving a God that cares about what... I want you to think about it. I don't know how it was around your house, but it probably was pretty typical growing up that that uh, we'd all go to bed and and Dad would usually be the last one growing up as a kid to go to bed. And the last thing he would do, besides, you know, going to the refrigerator and if there's some buttermilk or cornbread, eat that. But after that, the last thing he would do would go around and check the doors. Check all the doors. Turn the lights out. And my dad... Growing up as a small he would come to the room and say, Good night. Basically, what he was saying was, Everything is secure. 
and everything's all right. Daddy's took care of that. When we look at the Scripture and we see all the problems and difficulties that, that's going on in our life, if we're not careful, we'll let anxiety build to the place that we forget that our daddy has secured all the things that are going on in our life and everything is secure and everything's okay. And his last words before you go to sleep is, it's all right. I want to tell you, if I earthly father is that way. I want to tell you, God is that way. He knows your life. He knows everything about your life. He knows the things that you're anxious about. And if you'll put it upon Him, put all your care upon Him. Put it all on Him. Have a conversation with Him. Share the deepest. He already knows everything about you. So share the the deepest portions of your heart and pour it out to him and let him know what's troubling you and what's bothering you and then put your thoughts and your life on thanksgiving and praise to him because daddy's got it taken care of. Thank you, daddy. Thank you, daddy. Everything is all right. Everything is all right. In verse 4, he tells us to celebrate God's goodness and rejoice in the Lord always. We need to learn to ask God for help because in verse 6, he said, Let your requests be made known to God. In verse 6, he tells us to leave your concerns with him. How? By giving him thanksgiving and praise. And then he tells us in verse 8 to meditate on the good things when he says, think about the things that are good and worthy of praise. Anxiety will wreck our lives. It'll take all of our joy. It'll take everything to destroy us if we don't recognize what it is. We look... We look and we see the disciples when they were in the boat and the storms were raging all around. They did everything they could do. And then what did they do? They called upon Him. Their anxiety level was high. The the difficulty was tough. They knew things were getting out of hand. The storm was there. But we want to I want to tell you something that Jesus got up out of that boat when he was reckoned to, to, to the problem and the difficulty, and he spoke to those storms. I'm serving a God that'll speak to our storms and speak to our anxiety and speak to our problems. All we do is call upon Him. He'll speak to those things in our lives. He spoke to them. He spoke to them. We see Peter on one occasion... Jesus was coming to the boat. Peter wanted to walk on water. We know the story. Jesus beckoned to him and he began to walk on the water. But we know what the scripture says that when he took his eyes off, took his eyes off of him, 
begin to sink. Anxiety causes us to take our eyes off of Him. Anxiety causes us to put our eyes on the problems instead of putting our eyes upon Him. We've got to learn to trust Him in those situations. We've all been there and we all know what to do. We find ourselves, when things really trouble us and bother us, we find ourselves, it's human nature and it's just how things are. We, we begin to neglect our prayer time. We begin to neglect, uh, as Caleb was sharing with us last week, the Word and reading the Word and getting in the Word. And all it does is cause more anxiety. But when we stick close to Him, <laughs> anxiety will. We're in a troubled world. We're in a troubled society. I've never seen so much trouble. Anxiety is, is destroying our lives, our kids, our families. We've got to take these scriptures in Philippians and learn to rejoice in Him and lean upon Him. Let him help us through these hard, difficult times in life. We all have anxiety. We all go through it. There's no one that's exempt. But it's how we deal with it. How we go through it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I love you, Lord. Thank you for your, your presence. Thank you for your love tonight. God, I praise you for for being there for us in the midst of storms. God, let us never, never forget. Never forget that you're there. Help us to never forget <laughs> that you speak to storms. Help us to never forget that in our most desperate times, you're just like our, our, our father was when we were growing up, that we check the locks and make sure we're safe if we'll just stay close to you. Father, we love you and we praise you. Help us to be what you want us to be. In Christ's name, amen.